The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the TSW Roundtable. I will be your monitor today, as always. I'm Robert Cast, and we have an awesome show again. I'm again. I, I pound this drum every month, but I'm very, very spoiled to be joined by all these awesome people every month. Our first uh, co-host. I'm going to introduce. He's a, a fellow Canadian from the Tumbling Saber Podcast. Corey, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey guys, how's it going? It's uh, it's Corey from the Tumbling Saber. Chop rules with a Z, if you will. <laughs> so it's awesome to be here. I can't believe uh, we're all finally talking. You know, like uh, I've known Mark for for a long time now, and I don't even think we ever actually chatted on the phone live. You know? Oh, although you're well. That, but, there uh, we go. Oh, That's oh. an excellent segue. Um, any guesses on to who our other co-host is? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> the man himself from uh, Talk Star Wars, Mark. Hello, everybody. You might hey. want to dull that down. There's a big intro for you. Well, yeah, but you're you're the you know you're the you're the talk Star Wars guy. You're the we you're in our ears every day with the Kessel Run and you know. Yes, I'm the one that bothers to turn up for every episode. That's one way. It's good to be able to finally talk to you, Corey. I hear you all the time. Yeah, you too, brother. I mean, we've uh, never spoken. I can't believe it. It is kind of odd, eh? It is bizarre. Well, we've and been, but here, we've been thick as thieves for a year. <laughs> well, here we are, brother. I can't believe it's happening, to be honest. Nice. Ad- Admiral Gonsif. And I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't. <laughs> yes, Admiral. <laughs> I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, there's another uh, show, that TSW Comics. I'm sure anybody's heard of that. Uh, Mark, we do that I together. Think a, I think a few people have heard of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we we it's mentioned as if it. I mention it a lot, yeah. <laughs> Yes, we shoehorn TSW Comics into every conversation possible. <laughs> so uh, this is awesome, um, Corey and Mark. Mark, this is your second appearance. You were on the the initial uh, episode one. Yes. And yeah. Corey, we we finally we were able to make our schedule sync up because now I think I just got to get Steve on, and then I have the Tumbers Tumbling Saber collection. Nice. <laughs> so you got to get them all right. <laughs> yeah, don't expect to catch all the talk Star Wars guys though, because one of us is particularly flaky. I'll well, uh, let and, you work out which one that is. And one of, one of them is also very nude on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I'm going to introduce our Veeps this evening, our non podcasters, but our friends of all of us. First, we're going to uh, Katie. Katie Stubbs from the UK. You want to say hi to everybody, Katie? Hello, everybody. There we go. Hey, so, hey, hello. Welcome, welcome to uh, to the the roundtable. And this is this is this is what it's really all about. Um, again, you just heard uh, Mark and Corey going, "Oh my God, we've never talked to each other online." And now we get Katie online. And of course, our second VIP uh, to on the roundtable today is Adam Sheldon. Say hello, hey, Adam. There he is. Nice to see you. Yeah, hey, this is awesome. Hello. So uh, the basic, I'm just going to review real quick. This is how it works. Um, we're going to grab a question from uh, both Katie and Adam, and we're going to pass it around what we call the round table and see if we can hash any theories or <laughs> and make any sense of anything. And we're going to we're going to go from there and hopefully have a, some really interesting discussion. And of course, not like there's no show notes. 
So Mark, myself, and Corey, we have no idea what they're going to ask us. So this is kind of hot seat roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first of all, ladies first. Katie, what's your question for the roundtable? Um, I, I want to say it's a quick one, but sure, every episode I've listened to, you like questions get like turned upside down, inside out. So uh, my question is, what is your favorite lightsaber jewel? And that comes through, you know, you can choose anything from the films, Rebels, Clone Wars, like books, or if, if, if that can even be counted. So uh, I have t- I have two. Okay. I have two, but if you, like, do you want me to tell mine or shall I let you guys go first? Um, sure, go ahead, Giddy. You can uh, say yours and then, then I'll, I'll pass the ball. Okay, well, my first one is, of course, I think I, this might get said again, is uh, uh, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon versus Darth Ball. Yes, it's probably the jewel fight. Yes, yeah. I wanted to say I wanted to say jewel fights, but <laughs> but um, no, it's that's probably my favorite um, scene or section from the Phantom Menace, and probably actually one of my favorite like that lightsaber jewel is probably one of my favorite scenes in the Horn Styles as well. Like has such an epic soundtrack behind it, and all the choreography is just brilliant. And uh, Ray Park is amazing. Yes, he did always obviously he did always own stunts, which were fantastic. And uh, I like it just because, like, my second my second one, I'll say in a minute, has more emotion behind it. Whereas this one, I feel it didn't have a emo- it had emotion, but it didn't have like proper gritty kind of emotion until up until Qui Gon died. Right. But when Obi Wan kind of went crazy, and you know, obviously he wanted he really wanted to kill Darth Maul like there and then, just obviously. Slow, like killing his master. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. But, but uh, it was just—it was really cool to see, like, to see something like that. Like, obviously, two-on-one kind of battle, which I think at that point no one had ever seen. Well, up and yeah, at that point no one had seen that before. Like right. two-on-one fight, have we? But I think we had no. No, no, that was the first. Yeah, yeah. And I will say as well, Darth Maul just brought so much to that as well. Like his like character, like he's just so cool looking, like visually, uh, and he's be. He's cool looking visually and he's really obviously good physically. The double ended lightsaber was just a big geekasm, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> just a, <laughs> the double lightsaber itself was just a brilliant thing. Awesome. Okay. Well, um and your um your second? Just just as uh as a runner up, I guess, well. <laughs> um is everyone caught up on Rebels? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah. It's uh Ahsoka versus Darth Vader. Oh, cool. or, or, or I want to. I wanted. I wanted to say Ahsoka versus Darth Vader slash Anakin. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, that and that's what I mean by emotion. Like that lightsaber duel compared to my first choice has so much, so much emotion behind it. Especially, obviously, if people have watched Clone Wars before, before uh, Rebels. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that was just that was a it was a great fight, and I was tense to because I only recently caught up on Rebels. I think it must have been. I must have watched that episode. God, it must be about a month ago now. Oh, okay. so it's like I, I only caught up recently on Rebels. Oh, well, uh, and that's it, actually, you know, with, with you guys, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the UK you're usually a couple weeks behind anyway? Yes, yeah, it's so it's, cool. really, it's oh, yeah. really hard to yeah. stay away from school. <laughs> <It's kind of, laughs> well, we make up to that fact by getting the movie at least a day or at least a few hours before you. Yes, you do, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, next one's a day early, I think. Oh, the last yeah, Jedi. Yeah. Well, that's that's that, that's such a shame. I still, I mean, hoping moving forward with season four that they could really. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't see it being that hard to coordinate something like that, you know. No, because I know the the season three finale was like was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous how far behind that was. Yeah. Like loads of people were just com- like complaining so 
so much just saying, well, they were, you know, over the pond, across yes. the pond, they've, they've seen it already. We don't want to be spoiled. So, but yeah, that like Sober Jewel, Van, um, Ahsoka and Darth Vader just had obviously so much emotion behind it. And Ahsoka, I feel, is a, is a badass with her two lightsabers. And she's probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters. So yeah, those awesome. are my two. Awesome. Okay, um, I'll hand it off to Corey, but um, with the caveat, uh, I'll be counting the literallys and basicallys. Oh, so. I'll save them for the Tumbling Saber podcast tonight, though. Yeah, and I, I don't have any beer. Well, I only have. <laughs> I, a, I think I got a case in the fridge, but it won't be enough. So no, no, no day drinking over here, man. That's, <laughs> no. that's, that's finish it. We'll finish me. Okay. Well, but, Corey, uh, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it to uh, Katie's had her two, but we'll keep it to one each to pass around the table. So, what is your definitive lightsaber battle? Well, you, she definitely nailed two right off the bat. Uh, both of them bring so much to the table. Like Twilight, for me, Twilight of the Apprentice is, is just right up there with like the upper echelon of all Star Wars. But seeing how she pegged off those two, like I'll just take a different route here and go with the recent. Uh, I probably made it a lot more difficult. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can, everybody can. You can. You, if you have a, a similar opinion, please by all means. Like, yeah, don't, well, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm right in accord with her with in those two. But I figured I might as well just uh, mention the Maul Obi Wan fight. It's not like my most favorite ever, but uh, it, it's definitely up there as well. But favorite, I have to say, is tied between the first two that Katie had mentioned as well. Awesome. Yeah, no, she she really nailed it. And I think I think um, with with Maul and Obi Wan in in from Rebels, what you're talking about is that the is that the one you're? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, so that sons. one, I think it was just how Obi Wan knew what Maul was going to do just by seeing he's seen it before with Gregon. You know, and using all the callbacks that were used, like I, a lot of people complained that it was over in like three strokes, but it was like, no, that was yeah. brilliant. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. Like he he could have left Maul out there stranded. Like that that was kind of like the plan. You, Maul was just running in circles until he got the keen idea to bring Ezra into the picture. You know, and then right. Obi Wan had to get involved. So, yeah, I mean, just such an iconic episode and I, I love the way it just one two three and bam boom perfect all right uh we're gonna have a swing back to uh adam favorite lightsaber duel in I, all of saga i think uh in 90 well i was at the, lucky enough to be at the premiere of a new hope which was star wars yeah. and that final and the lightsaber battle between obviously obi-wan and uh, vader you know him disappearing into thin air was just magic. Ten years old in 1980 when Empire came out and we saw what was the you know the big reveal. The 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 Luke and Vader fight for me was is is everything, and I've got a lot of Bespin Luke figures and statues because for me that that the darkness and the glow of the saber and the the, the quotes impressive most impressive. Luke's abilities just mm-hmm. building constantly, and the tension was just uh, was excruciating. And again, watching Vader just throw everything at Luke as he flies through the window, and then the sadness at the end of that with with ending uh, with with uh, Han and and Leia picking Luke up. It just that that twenty minutes uh, is in my head constantly. I can tell you. I've, you know, I've, I've said in an email uh, to to Mark in uh, for Talk Star Wars that I, I've seen a New Hope over thirteen hundred times, but it doesn't, it, you know, it, that 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 scene for me is is probably the, the greatest scene of 
so far out of all eight, you know, all these eight movies. Well, Adam, um, you're in you're in like-minded company. I know Mark and myself. We're both of an age. Where uh, Mark, you can attest to this too. We were in the theaters getting that reveal mm. as kids too, seeing yeah. "I Am Your Father" yeah. and jaw drop yeah. and having having our hair blown back well when we had hair but (laughs) (laughs) i am the wall i do you know this this for me this iconic oh look at that hilt is you know it's just i just love it you know it's just for me it's just a stunning thing and i play with it often yes yeah adam's holding up his lightsaber hilt from uh from uh, skywalkers yep (laughs) well that's you know that's that's uh, that's another thing, man. Coming. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So now back to Mark. You your favorite. Now you can repeat, or if you have similar opinions, yeah. or do you have a new one, or what's what's your favorite? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with honorable mention. Okay. Um, it's Anakin v Dooku in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. For similar similar reasons to the the reason I picked my favorite, which that it's the it's a personal journey for Anakin, and my my favourite is absolutely Empire, where yes. father and son clash and Bespin, because mm. it's so there's so much going on there with Vader sort of bringing the boy in close enough to do damage and then putting him down when he needs to stop it from going too far, but because he's not last time we saw Anakin off the chain was against Dooku until Rogue One, right, um, and it was really. Um, Without the master there looking over him, he was free to sort of play his "come and join me" card, "come and help me remove Palpatine" card. So we're getting, we were getting to see pure, we were getting to see Anakin really through that armor, saying, "Come with me, son. Help me do what I started. Help me finish what I started." And there's so much going on there, more than just the blade swishing and choreography. Yeah. It's just this wonderful character. It's the the character piece unpacked in that duel is just wonderful. I'm welling up. Yes, he's, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Powerful. It's some powerful yeah. stuff. Well, uh, also, also what uh, Adam had mentioned in regards to that scene as well, Mark, is just, I remember as a kid, like four or five years old watching this and the, the, the sheer visual, uh, like the way it just traumatizes you almost visually in the corridor, uh, the mm. colors and all that. It's just insane how it all works together. It, the orange, the, the orange and the, the green, yeah, red. the smoke. Oh, there's a reason why. Um, there's a sort of hued blue in the background as well behind Vader, <laughs> which I just yeah. I've always been in awe of. That there's that catwalk people. going off into the distance, yeah. Yeah. which yep. is clearly like an optical illusion for the oh, yeah. for the movie. But there's a reason why they call back to that in Force Awakens. I think Absolutely. there's a re- that's the heart of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and there's and there's a, a fa- my favorite moment of it. I think is the moment where Luke lands a blow. When he's he's going down, he managed to land a blow, just a glancing blow on Vader's armor, and that was enough for Vader to sort of say, "No, this needs to stop." And that's yeah. when Luke yeah. loses the hand. <laughs> and it's just such a wonderful sort of unpacking of that moment is just superb. Well, so you see that he's he's literally playing with him, and he doesn't want to destroy yeah. him because he's his son, and he wants he needs him to overthrow the Emperor. And then once, like you said, Mark, once he gets hit, it's like, "Oh, oh, oh, no, let's get a little close." Um, just gonna mm. yeah, game over. Basically, cutting off the hand is like slap on the hand. Yes, yeah, I think it's, it's not that it bad. It happened to me in my, when I was about your age too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, history repeats. 
all right. Well, uh, I'll bring up the rear. I will. Um, yes, for sentimental reasons, Empire. Obviously, um, I'm. It's everything you said was absolutely true. But as far for me, as far as just out out awesome lightsaber duels, throwing some sentimental aside would be Revenge of the Sith on Mustafar with Anakin and Obi Wan. I when I saw. When I saw that in a, th- in a theater, now Grant, uh, take it with a grain of salt. I was blown away with Yoda bouncing around. <laughs> I know it looks yeah. silly. I know <laughs> a lot of people have opinions of it, but I was waiting so long. And when Yoda revealed his lightsaber and used the Force and grabbed it and just went to town on Dooku, that was awesome. But it, that was just like, oh, that's very cool, but kind of silly. But uh, Revenge of the Sith, Lucifer, Anakin, Obi Wan. That was just man, it was awesome. Like it just. It just leapt off the screen. It was, and it went on forever. The choreography had to be, <laughs> like, just so detailed. Like the work they put into that. You know, it was just for straight up duels. That's that's where I go. I don't know what you guys. I know I, we've heard of your opinions, but what did you guys like that one at all, or was it too much? Was it, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I loved it too. But it, I I don't want to split hairs. But to me, that's no. Vader versus Obi Wan. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, at that point, he already is Vader. He's Vader. He's already turned. But my yeah. favorite part probably of that duel in particular, and for some reason I feel like it, it just strikes me as such an iconic kind of like visual image was when they both used the force at each other. Yes. It's just yeah. the hands trying to push each other. And it's it that proves how, matched, how well matched they are. They're at a stalemate at that point, aren't they? Well, also with all the visual effects and choreography going on in that scene, um, with them just standing face to face and sweating and just holding their hands out like that that doesn't you need anything you know you need a you need a a bottle with a, an empty windex bottle with some water to spritz them down and make them look wet and hold your hand in here mm. and look like you're trying <laughs> like so as far as a, you that little clip you have the whole fight right there and there was no no cgi no no choreography it was just two guys standing there like going toe to toe and it was Does anyone awesome. Has anyone ever noticed that Obi-Wan has the Skywalker lightsaber during that duel for a brief moment? They clearly switch lightsabers and it's been edited down. So there's a moment in there where Obi-Wan has the Skywalker lightsaber. Oh, really? Well spotted. I've not seen that. Oh. Mm. I'll see if I... So does he, does he cut down Anakin with, with his lightsaber? No, it's actually in the control room where they, they clash on top of the map table. I'll see if I can grab. I'll see if I can call it up. I'll grab the screen grab, right. and um, and I'll put it in the show chat. Interesting too, uh, Rob. Did you know? Did you know? Uh, I talked about this on uh, Sith Disturbers last week or the week before. But Spielberg co-directed that last scene on with the the clash on Mustafar yes. between. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, mm. it was just for like I said. But as far as I would do, like again, every one of them had the anticipation of what Katie said. A Maul and Quagon and Obi Wan was awesome because it's like here's the payoff to this character we've seen on at KFC and or Kentucky Fried Chicken and McDonald's wherever they were promoting it. You finally got to see this villain go go toe to toe with the the Jedi. Well, not not only that, you get to see the Jedi go bonkers as well. You yes. know what I mean, like. We'd never seen that. We'd seen it somewhat in the original trilogy, but now you know you see these guys flying down hallways and making these super leaps. And let's see what they could do with a lightsaber now. And you're like, holy cow, that's fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like you see it in Return of the Jedi a bit when Luke faces Vader, 
Yes. And like when he when he's just when he, when Vader's kind of like stumbling and he's walking, and Luke's just hacking, hacking, hacking until he gets his hand. All right. Well, um, let's just, okay. Let's just, uh, just because we're on this subject and not to divert it too far, but uh, so just something I'm I've noticed. How is it that um, okay, whenever the Jedi they're fighting, and whenever they go to win a lightsaber duel, it's always sparked by a little bit of hate. Or revenge or anger. Like you think Obi-Wan Maul at the end of Phantom mm. Menace because he killed killed Qui-Gon. Even Obi-Wan Maul at the end of uh of Rebels this season, you saw mm-hmm. you mean you saw him, oh, you know, you're protecting somebody, and all of a sudden you get that he snaps into oh, okay, now you've done it. You know, and, Yoda when he gets up off the floor to fight, you know. Exactly. Out. It's always they never just calmly beat somebody like they do no. with all the droids. They always have to have like a incentive yeah like there's always a there's always a hint of dark side to edge on yeah. this um, a good example we, of that a good example of that as well is uh the last episode of season one of rebels where uh kanan thinks that ezra's dead and he yep. just looks yeah. at the inquisitor yeah. like you yeah. are going down bro luke and vader <laughs> when he says oh you have a sister i mean it's like oh then he's like oh that's it they, they just snap their cray- crayons and away they go like so <laughs> is there is there something to the jedi that yeah they're great fighters but they they don't tend to finish them until until it's time to in, unless they get really in this they pull from the dark a little bit like it's 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 it is a weird area i don't want to say a gray area but um i would like to <laughs> learn something. Gray. <laughs> yeah. i would like to learn something though but moving forward with the the, the the trilogy that's going on currently in that regard and maybe you know ray brings something to the table and like no no man like you can kill people like it's not you know, it's not that cut and dry. Like, right. it's just like depends on who and why. Yeah, I just like I said, I just something I picked up on. It's like it's just one of those. Well, the Jedi are so calm and good and awesome. And it's like, well, how come when it's when it's every awesome duel is always finished with them getting really, they they touch a nerve. You know I mean they they spark, they hit that wick, and away they go. Yeah. Well, you you said you know don't mention gray, but you know if you look at Mace's saber, which is purple. Right. If you look at the colors of all of the, the Jedi, the purple one is a gray Jedi. It is someone who knows the dark and the light and is right. sitting right in the middle of that. And of course, that window scene. Yeah. You know, with Mace, you know, clearly Mace has got. He already seemed like he, yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was, he was, like he was already you gone. You are not going to get out of this. Yeah. And as much as Anakin's pleading with him, you know, it's just not going to happen, is it? No. He's, he's he just, he just sees this guy dead. Like, he just wants this guy dead. Yeah, yeah, just kill him off. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it does prove that there is there is friction, and that just you know, in in terms of how Lucas has been writing these these stories for all of these years, he he, he understands that the you know the spirit of everyone is 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 having conflict constantly with light and dark and good and evil, right. and it, you know essentially what these stories are all about are the very basic elements of what we fight every single day. Yep. You know, there is only ever um, right and wrong. That is it. That's the purest thing that we have is what is right and what is wrong. And I I can't remember who even brought that up a little while ago. And I remember hearing this quote. I think it may have been Einstein who even said, you know, I can theorize all I like, but good and bad and right and wrong are all there actually is. And, And this is, you know, this is essentially about re- redemption these stories and of mm-hmm. course you know luke and Va- luke and anakin and luke and vader is all about redemption and then i think what we're going to be seeing in terms of lightsaber battles in episode eight and probably even nine 
are redemption stories. Yeah, you know, between couldn't having, agree more. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a very. It, it, I think it's called the the rainbow arc, where you you know whatever it starts with, it finishes with it. And George Martin does the same. Is doing the same thing with uh, Game of Thrones. You know, it's the same kind of thing. We're going to see everything come to a fruition. And but actually, two of my questions are practically about that very thing actually. oh good okay well that's actually an excellent segue but one thing i just want to uh, mark you just brought up on your your uh you said on the message board where yeah obi-wan is holding anakin's lightsaber yep so. visual proof there's catch. an edit in there somewhere <laughs> something happened Jesus. there it is all right so um awesome question katie that was you know that's exactly it was. that's a fabulous question yeah that's exactly hey that's why on this show with uh with with two co-hosts myself and then two listeners it's we get two questions on here and that that eats it up like <laughs> that's what the, round I think table the, is all the other thing i'm oh, sorry to just get in trouble i think the other thing as well is is uh, the generation gaps that uh, there yeah. are between Star Wars fans you know you people are going to go well there's these prequel scenes and then there's these original trilogy scenes you know yeah. we 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 do have you know we do have there is a, a divide i think between yeah. you know, where we started with these beloved movies well that's i got a i got a 13 year old daughter and i got a my newborn mm. well, newborn she's 5 months now and their father's building an r2d2 <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, if my dad did that, it would be like, it blew my mind. Like, you know, but that's, it's about as far as I that's got. That's what it is for me. Restraining bolt. Restraining bolt. Awesome. That's about as far as I got with building an R2 unit. Adam, are you just, are you just waist deep in I'm, Star I'm just, Wars paraphernalia? Yeah. They're just bringing them up. Just yeah, it's got stuff to <laughs> reach everywhere. Yeah, yeah, because the yeah, people listening can't see, but every every time Adam mentions a prop or something, he we he's literally holding it up and we see it. It's like, oh yes, here's a restraining bolt. Here's here's a lightsaber hilt. Here's a, oh my, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> nope, nope, no, not on the round table. After dark side, get down, Jabba. <laughs> 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 all right okay so uh awesome segue i i guess katie awesome question um yeah. uh, you know what we should do though before we get to that we're gonna take a quick pause just to uh do a little bit of uh promotional here and then right after that we'll come back and get adam's question all right welcome back so uh as i said earlier uh, adam your question for the round table my question is this we have a round table we have a group of people who, uh, you know, theorize on these movies. Do you think there is an office within Lucasfilm that do exactly the same thing? We have, we have all the um, expanded universe stuff. We have now what is clearly, since Disney bought it, canon. And do you think they are doing exactly the same thing as us, tying these threads together, trying to find little ways of bringing out episode 10 or 11 or 12 or the next TV show? Do you think they're doing exactly the same thing, sitting in a room and coming up with these kind of ideas and using these theories? One of the theories that you know often pops up that I hear is... Uh, the Obi-Wan and Padme relationship theory, you've probably heard that one. You know, were they secret lovers? And and you get, you get the one is, you know, do you think they're often sitting around and, and doing exactly the same stuff as us? Or do you think they're starting with a clean palette and going, well, let's just oh. see what this Okay, uh, Mark, want to take this one? Oh, uh, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's a bit of both. Now, that, I know that sounds like a loophole, Corey. Yes. <laughs> you're, the master, you're the master. Am I loopholing? Yeah, it's... um. I think, yeah, I think the story group do precisely what we do. I think they sit down and they throw around these ideas. Like how, if we were to connect this, like plot A to the new plots, how would we do it without breaking canon? I'm sure those conversations happen all the time, but I'm definitely getting the feeling, looking at some of the things that they've taken a pass on, I'm definitely getting the feeling that they're trying to be original when they're bringing these things in. Because the, you know, like Ray is a fresh new character. She's not like a hand-me-down from old canon. It's not Jaina Solo that we're seeing on screen. They're starting from scratch without any baggage. And the whole, the temptation must have been overwhelming to have turned Snoke into Plagueis because it's just so neat and yeah. tidy. Mm-hmm. So I think that they do probably sit and throw these things around and say, this is how we would do it. But then an original writer, a new writer like, JJ and Lawrence Kasdan or Ryan Johnson have come along and said, no, I'm going to, I want to be unencumbered as we move forward with new stories. I want it to be fresh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree, but I'll uh, hand it off to Katie next. What do you, you what's your opinion on? You think they're sitting around much like we are hashing? I want to say at the end of the day, they're all fans as much as we are like i know they're, they're on the writing side of it or creating like the creative side of it whereas we're on you know the receiving end like we watch the final product and obviously we theorize and all that stuff but at the end of the day i think they're they're big fans obviously as well especially when you have people like who are probably working on rebels and who have grown up and probably clone wars as well who and force awakens sequel trilogy stuff who have like obviously grown up watching all these movies as well and seeing all these things happening like as you said adam the obi-wan padme kind of secret relationship thing and then you have the Darth Plagueis thing that Mark just said and it's like yeah I think at the end of the day they're fans just like we are and they probably love looking at all these nooks and crannies but then I think they know when to draw the line and probably to maybe stop and take a step back and think about it and say would this actually work and things like that Plus, do you think, plus, do you oh, think sorry. Maybe this is where it's going to go? Do you think this is where it is, we're going to start seeing a lot more of these expanded theories and ideas going into the TV shows do you think? Uh, I think so. I do. I do think so because I, I, I I'm trying to think because <laughs> it's a difficult question. But uh, I find it hard to believe that like not lost for training for lost it. No, that's all right. <laughs> and no, it, I, I think what they're also too the um what they're doing is they can go too far with this, can't they? You know, if they start digging at every single little thing like yeah of course we're, we're doing a a podcast right now of people that listen to a group of podcasts about star wars so this is like inception so of course we're gonna love every single little minutia detail like and we're oh did you catch that did you catch that but to average joe because look if if force awakens is the number one movie of all time all those views aren't gonna be as knowledgeable as let's say the five of us right now and we're not even the the top of the top as far as knowledge goes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, they can go too far, but they have to. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if this tied into this and this? And like, the average, I mean, ninety nine percent of the people watching the new movies don't give a crap. I don't think. Like, no, I don't think mm-hmm. so either. Mm-hmm. So, um, Corey, what do you what do you think? Like, uh, do you think they're sitting around? Like, obviously, they have to hash out their storylines and make sure everything stays together if they're gonna make it one big 
like with the comics and the animated series and the movies do you think but you think they're really sitting around like we do and knock out every detail or did they let people go on off on their own and come up with their own stuff uh i'd, I'd say it's a bit of both to be honest like I'm, I'm kind of loopholing it, I guess, like Mark, but let's just say, first of all, I heard for Rogue One, when some director or writers, whatever, whenever they pitch anything at Lucasfilm or Disney, whatever you want to call it, they Disney does not get rid of it. It goes in their vault. Like They keep these ideas somewhere in a safe place, but uh, storyline-wise, yes, they, they got to have some kind of a map or indicator as to what timelines they can play with, like you guys said, and, and what makes sense within those timelines. Like, yes, they, they, I don't want anything to be a stretch in Star Wars. Okay, yes, this can make sense and that can make sense. But, you know, in the long run, they are definitely, they're definitely people spitballing ideas off each other and at some kind of think tank, if you will. Yes, that's exactly what I, I've, I've written down in my notes. Do you think there is a think tank that is literally yeah, storing the, these ideas away? It's just, the story group. Yeah. It's the story group. Yeah. And I think the vault is a whiteboard in Kathy's office. So I honestly think that's yeah. Okay, true. Well, well, let me pose this question. Okay, so uh, you think, are they? do they have, like, say, a big, big, like you said, Mark, a whiteboard and a huge timeline? And these, do they, you think they have pin markers going, okay, this event, this event, this event, and this event is coming up? Um, you're going to do a comic book series, like, say, uh, Captain... Phasma, we're expecting that comic book series. We know what time it takes place in between Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Do you think those writers have carte blanche? I'm like, hey, you figure it out. How does she survive? Yeah. Or do you yeah. think they, they really say she's going to get out like this? This is how she has to tie into The Last Jedi. This and this and this and this and this. <laughs> go. Like, do you think they're really being watched or are they getting, or they just have their, here's your start point, here's your destination, you're the creator of this particular part go ahead do you, you think it's... i would bet dollars to donuts they're given carte blanche but yeah on the proviso that when they're done they have to come in and pitch the story and i remember back in the day when george um had greenlit a bunch of a bunch of stories for novels right he'd sort of said you can't kill luke go and have fun and that's pretty much it you know they'll pin certain elements of story down saying if you're going to tell phasma's story tell phasma's story but you can't include kylo right only in background facility you can't expand on kylo's story you can't reference ben solo in any way because that's strictly territory for the movies well yeah and, and i'm sure they could make their own like a novel or or a comic book or but they they they're obviously getting reviewed because they're like okay this is great i like how you brought us from this point to that point but um the affair between mace windu and the librarian at the jedi archives you're gonna cut that out um, like you know, I mean, like I'm sure there's stuff that they're not. It's like no, you have like I'm being silly, of course, but just to exaggerate my point, like there's some things like no, you can't touch. Like Mark, you're saying you can't touch that. That doesn't happen. Um, this is this person's. We have another. I like uh, I think Obi Wan. Remember, everybody was hands off with Obi Wan because they everybody had that. Oh, they have another idea mm. for him in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I right in assuming as well that like they all work very like they're all working on different things? So obviously, like people that are working on Rebel, there's loads of people working on Rebels, loads of people working on the movies, of course. But am I right to assume that they all work closely together still? Not obviously on the same thing, but obviously when you know they're talking about theories or ideas, you think they throw back and forth between each other? Oh yeah, it's good. They like when it comes to canon and stuff like that. You you gotta 
you got to kind of look at the big, bigger picture. And when, when, and when you're looking <clears> at <throat> animation, anyhow, it's Dave Filoni. And uh, God, we had said it before that the guy's pretty much almost a new George Lucas. You know, like I, I trust this guy a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's yeah, what I get. Sorry, I was going to say that's what I get in my head that like if like I don't know like a an idea or kind of like a little like a theory doesn't quite come to fruition in one of the movies like maybe someone on Rebels like Dave Filoni or one of the other writers yeah. looks at it and thinks I am I allowed to build upon this idea that didn't quite make it yeah exactly like that. and yeah Katie I think you're you're right with uh, like obviously Dave Filoni when, when you're coming when you're talking about animation like you have to have. You have to have like what a year in advance notice of what's going on. Yeah, that's the big Class deal one. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't like you can't be just like oh we're just it's not like a comic run where it's like oh you're you're writing this comic you're inking this comic uh, it's going to be out you have like a three month window where you could potentially be writing it and then having it being put out. You know, like it's it's with animation they got to know way in advance. Mm. Mm. So. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'd... that's a that's a, that is a big deal, and when you're talking about the sort of the production schedules being off by years, really, yes. with um, a TV series, they have to have everything they're going to address locked down way ahead of time. Whereas there'll be novels that get started and finished mm-hmm. in between, yeah, whilst that... they're still in production. Well, that's what I think. I, I'm and I'm sure, and I know from uh, Mark, we went, we saw that Filoni panel at Celebration, and we mm-hmm. he's he's in the know, like he. He knows exactly what's going on. Like, he you know, can't very close to his chest, doesn't he? Yeah. In all interviews, he's he's extremely closed. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's he's right on the money. So yeah, I think uh, personally, okay, I definitely think they have. Um, obviously, they have the storyboards. They, I think, with the novel and the and the and the comic book people, they have like obviously smaller windows, so they can they can talk about. I mean, they can be like, here, here's your story. Like I said, the example of Captain Phasma, here it is. Don't do anything too weird, but there you go. And it's pretty simple. And there's enough time to finish it and then revise it if they have to. If, if the artist has to drop a couple more panels, yeah, it's it, they, he can't do it on a napkin, but he can. they can get together in a few weeks and put something together. It's not like a finished, here's finished animation program. He's like, no, Dave, we talked about this. You can't have... You mean you can't have Yoda die here? You can't have this, or you can't, you know, like. So, but yeah, I think I, I definitely do. I on a side note though, I think obviously they got their story groups, but do you think they're listening to us? And I'm talking like podcast, uh, the start with the fan community. Maybe not. Oh, our, our, maybe not definitely. this particular show. And if you are, uh, Mrs. Kennedy, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Please get in touch with us. We'll uh, we'll happily help. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I'm, I've no doubt that they're that they're listening to the fans about what's working, what isn't working, what people's concerns are. The Kathy in particular has been very considered with the moves right. she's making. So I, I'm certain that they're taking the temperature of fandom constantly. Yeah, yeah they're just keeping the pulse of the fandom. Like, or or are they like you? Maybe do you think they hear something out in the wild going like, "Oh my god, I there was this theory from Talk Star Wars." Maybe they don't mention it by name, but. Uh, this Mark guy said something that might be really cool. Like, like you think Which they're getting ideas? Really cool. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're getting ideas from us? Like, like not and again from fandom, not us particular. But yeah, yeah I, I would say I would say the small small possibility of that as well. Mm. They're definitely okay. they definitely got their ear to the ground though, no doubt. Like that's clearly evident now. If you see 
um, Dr. Afra. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just, you know, she's just exploding right now, kind of. Oh, yeah. But that figure, figure nomination, they know they're getting it right. They know that they're hitting something. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, I'm very curious as well. I'll, I'll throw a quick one out there. We don't have to spend too long on this, but have you noticed how none of the expanded materials touching the period between Jedi and Force Awakens? Oh, I think yeah. that's sort of fertile ground for the next. Well, that's, that's Chuck Wendig's put a nail in that coffin, isn't he? Really, let's face it. What with the aftermath stuff? Yeah. There, there's still a huge period of time, isn't there? There's it Luke's is, pilgrimage. There's bloodline too. They have bloodlines. Yeah. Bloodlines, of course. Yeah. Well, there's, six, a, six, there's. I'm six sure. Six years before. Yeah, but I'm sure there could be another trilogy snuck in there somewhere, like. <laughs> well, I'm thinking like what they're doing with Darth Vader was picking up just a beat after the final yes. scene in Revenge of the Sith and I'd like to see what happens when they all head back to their ships on Endor and pick up there yeah. let's see those stories yeah absolutely before we, before we ask Corey, uh, get Corey to ask or Marco ask a question I, for, if we're going if we're looking at the films we've, we've got and then say well look you know, we've now we've got Rogue One right before A New Hope, perhaps Lost Stars before The Force Awakens would be a, a, a great um, anthology movie. Yeah. Do you think they'd do that? An adaptation of something that's already that we already know? It's a great, great book. And if you haven't read Lost Stars, I highly advise it. It's, it's a fantastic It's a fantastic read. Yeah, I, I can't see them throwing a $200 million at having putting like making a movie on something we already know you mean but then again they made a, a prequel series and we knew how that ended like so um true it very we, true you know um i wouldn't put it past so i just i i doubt it but i i there's a lot of things i'd love to see like i know i'm a huge huge fan of uh the darth plagueis novel i realize it's legends now but oh mm-hmm. my god just mm. to, to see yeah. that would be Unbelievable! Like if that. But I was... think the way it's becoming extremely liberal with getting more female characters into the roles and seeing more, more uh, mixed race and black people into roles, and then you've got Lost Stars, where it's a you know where, where there's definitely there's uh, you know there's there's some homosexuality that goes on within that story, and and uh, I, I you know I think I think it's 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 a quite a likely prospect to see something like that appear yeah. at some point. I really do. Well, I, I know I, I can't, you know, I know from for myself, I'm, I love the fact that it, we just, especially with genders, we do, we just, whoever's in the movie is in the movie. Whoever's leading the charge is leading the charge. It doesn't mm. matter anymore. And it's, it's so, no, refre- no. it's so refreshing that we don't have to be like, yeah. oh, it's wonderful. yeah, oh, here's like, look at DC with the Wonder Woman. Oh, here's a female lead. Well, like, yeah. why? Yeah. It, it's sad Wonder that it matters. Really work, it? Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's so nice. Like, I, I know, um. Uh, Corey, you like when we when we we get a movie here in Canada, we just go show up and watch like oh Jin Erso, right on. We just it doesn't we don't question it. It's it's like yeah okay oh here's uh here's Finn here's you know like it doesn't we, what it it's it's nice to be at a point especially in the Star Wars universe where it just doesn't matter. It's you know it's there's loads more people that like that have our views like it doesn't matter. It's 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 still good and it works you know and it's just it's fun exactly. But and we drown out. We drown out those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's awesome. the most important thing. Awesome. Okay. So why, again, fantastic questions. Um, we have a little bit more time. 
but uh, I had something I wanted to, to touch on. The uh, it's, I think I brought this up on the last roundtable. I'm not quite sure, but uh, maybe there's a way. I was looking. We oh yeah, we were. I think it was on on a previous roundtable. We we're talking about Padme's death and how it was. Everybody thinks it's really kind of lame. It's kind of not awesome. It's just like, what? She just gave up. And I know there's, uh, Mark, you were discussing theories on maybe it was Luke and Leia that was keeping her alive. And once Yeah, they were I'll put done, that on the Kessel run, I think. Yeah, and once yeah. they were born, um, the, you mean they, their, their force ability left, obviously, when they were separated from their mother, that that's when she passed away. Um, I was thinking it's, maybe there's a chance, and with Leia, maybe they can retcon this a little bit. And maybe because of the traumatic events that happened to Padme and because she was force adjacent to these traumatic events, that was a contributing factor to her dying. And maybe if something happened with Leia where they did something similar or some, maybe not, I'm just saying Leia because of what happened with Carrie Fisher, but maybe somebody, um, another character dies in a similar fashion. And it's like, no, this is known to happen because it happened to Padme. Do you think there's any way they can retcon something like that to make it, you mean, is it putting lipstick it, on a pig or is it, Mark, what do you it's think? It's a genetic <laughs> condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, it's one of those things, I think, where I've come to that conclusion over the years and I, I never needed it spelled out for me. I'm quite surprised when other people sort of mm. indicate that they think her death was weak or unexplained because it seemed quite clear to me that when the kids came out, that's when she lost her life force. Right. Um, And I think now explaining that point will cheapen it and building it into another character arc, using it again might cheapen it. Yeah. And I don't know how, unless there's another character in childbirth where you can replicate the same situation. I'm not sure. I'm well, not that, sure how yeah, it that, that, that's not what I was ta- I was like um, aside from the childbirth, like because of the traumatic events that happened with her and Anakin. Now, if they, uh, yeah. the only reason I'm saying Leia is obviously because of with with us losing Carrie. Now, if we, if something happens, like with her and Kylo, you mean obviously he's turned a, a very similar to Anakin on Padme. Like I know it's the mother. It's they were a couple and and Kylo yeah, and so you're going yeah you know maybe yeah, like awful. maybe something so devastating and because mm-hmm. she's so force adjacent in what's happening, mm. you mean like that contributes to her dying and then it and even just a passing remark. Well, this is this is known to happen. You know I mean, um, Corey, what do you is it is there anything there? Can we mine anything out of this or is it just the rambling thoughts of a an old Canadian? Well, yeah, you know, it, it it is an interesting point just due to the unfortunate circumstances of what they're having to deal with right now. So right. it is a cool kind of little theory that you're putting out there. I don't want to dump on it or anything. And look, like Leia's a very strong woman. She's been through quite a lot. But uh, let's just say something does happen to Kylo and Luke in the next film that you said just breaks her heart so badly that she's yeah just can't go on any longer. Like a false shockwave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. 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 I was, yeah, I know what I was well, saying. She, she felt it, didn't she, in Force yeah. Awakens, I think. Yeah, and and yeah. I've yeah. made my position clear on that. When yeah. uh, when Han dies, what Leia feels, I think, is Kylo, not yeah. Han. I think yeah. she's feeling yeah. her boy, the last of her boy die. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Or even, yeah. even, that's even, if, even if they don't tie it in the, to uh, Leia's death, 
if they say, oh, well, yeah, that, are you okay? Like if that losing Han was quite a shock. And she's like, no, it was the fact that we lost Han because of Kylo or Ben, you know, mm. um, if yeah, she it makes, compounds it. Yeah, exactly. She makes mention like, I mean, or some, or maybe Luke mentions, well, she was strong enough to handle that, but her mother wasn't, or, you mean like, you know, it just, I'm not, I'm not saying retcon the whole thing. It just, like I said, I know I, we've had a discussion uh, on the round table before and uh, I, shoot, I can't remember who brought it up, but it was an actual question on like, what do we think of this one scene? It's like, you mean, oh, she just let go. You mean, and then if, obviously like Mark, what, what you said, it's like, oh, wow, this is, this makes sense. She had the yes. kids. They were very forced. They were powerful in the force, and now they left her, and she passed away. But uh, a lot of people, when they watched it, were like, "Oh, that's just weird." And 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 the the um, uh, it's the dialogue. Yeah, it's the, the dialogue. dialogue it's like, that. oh, we don't know what's yeah. wrong. There's nothing Droid, wrong with that's her. She what just does died. It. Yeah, that derails that moment really. Yeah. I think another thing that that also not only uh, kills battery, but I think what what really. Um, starts to kill Anakin at that point is when he's having those visions and he sees Padme in, ch- you know, in childbirth and, and Obi-Wan is with her. Yeah. 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 I think that, again, is another you know intricate uh, sort of uh, needle that starts to sort of really work at him. And I, th- I, I as much as, um, as much as she gave up and, and people do in life, you know, or at the end of their life, they, they, you know, they lose a partner and, you know, as, as, as carried it with her mother, you know, it's, Lose the world to live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but you know, I I, I did try and explain this to my son. You know that uh, he said, "Oh, she died very quickly." And I said, "Well, the Emperor used her life force for for Anakin to become Vader." Yeah. So you could you can use a little bit of that. I think. I like that. You know that oh. he he uses her because obviously he's already explained. Oh. You know about. Yeah, he he made a self fulfilling prophecy. Just he just Absolutely. set it in motion, and away you go. Yeah. And there's so. a there's a there's an area of that where you know he could have easily used her life force, but I think just as much as as that that it is that she did simply just give up. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, this uh, thank you. This is see this is where I really enjoy doing this show too because I, I I have all month to conjure up stuff in my head going oh what if, oh I don't know maybe I want to and I'll be listening to the Kessel Run or listening to Thumbling Saber or listening to any of the shows on the network and I'll be like oh I. You want to interject, but it's like, oh, it's mm. obviously the show has been recorded days ago. And it's a moot point now. So, but anyway, yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad we got to, to pass that around the roundtable for me. That's that's great. So, um, you know what? We're getting about that time. We're going to wrap it up for this episode. And it's, yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> but again, um, I know for everybody listening, this is all kind of just all thrown together. But it's for Corey and I. And I we're in Canada. And uh, Mark and uh, Adam and Katie, you guys are in the UK. And it it really does take an effort to try to coordinate all five of us to get on at the same time and take up part of our Sundays to uh, to do this show. And I really really appreciate it, Mark. You know, we try to do the. Uh, TSW Comics, I'm sure everybody's heard by now. And, but no. there's there's just the two of us, and we have we have a hard time syncing our schedules. Oh, last so, month was a rough one. Wasn't yeah. 
<laughs> but but again, I, I do appreciate it, and I appreciate it each and every month when we can all get together and and do this show. And it, it's it it really helps out when everybody's like, yeah, no problem. Uh, Corey, I know it's you've had an a busy week. Joy and a pleasure, and it's really fantastic. Absolutely yeah. loved yeah. it. Thanks everybody. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah, and, for sure. Okay, so let's uh, let's go around one more time around the table, um, Katie. Uh, do you have anything you want to tell listeners? Uh, follow us on Twitter. Do you have podcasts or what do you? Is there anything you're doing that you want people to to know about? This is here he goes. Uh, okay, so I am on Twitter at Katie. That's Katie with three E's, one two zero. K T S O. As I've I now got that name from Rob Phillips. So cheers <laughs> for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do do the streaming thing on Twitch. If anyone's interested in that kind of thing, I do have Lego Star Wars in my. Backlog of Ooh. games to play, so there you go. That should hopefully get some people on board. <laughs> awesome. But uh, same, it's the same uh, name, KT with three E's one two zero on there. And also, I'm using this opportunity to just say a big thank you to Mark. It was only something like in the whole of my stream. It's something little, but it, it does mean a lot. And it was you making my like opening oh, for my stream, the little oh, start yeah. up, yeah. start up screen. So thank you for doing that, mate. Oh, that's very much appreciated. You're more, you're more than welcome. Absolutely, my pleasure. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Adam, uh, do you, uh, you, want, you want people following you on Twitter or anywhere? No, you thank to... you. What's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know, it, for, for me personally, I, I, I am now much more of a, of a watcher and a perceiver and, and uh, of everything on, on media now. I used to be so completely involved and and i took a massive backseat from various other platforms i was on and 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 i did have thousands of followers on twitter and i just quit and um i'm just absolutely adoring being on talk star wars vip i love reading the threads on talk star wars and Mark, thank you so much for all of your Kessel Runs every morning. It's the th- I grab my coffee and my biscuit <laughs> and I put it on. And, and, and you know, and, and whilst I'm doing my job and I'm listening to my clients, I can't help but be pondering in my head, boy, <laughs> the theories. And, and oh, you know, right, when, I'm, and when I'm at work as well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tucking into these babies, you know. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Star Wars, yeah, the old. Uh, the omnibuses. And, yeah. you know, I'm just. It's for me. It's just. It's just an absolute joy. All of it. It's just wonderful. Fantastic. Agree. Agree. One hundred percent. Excellent. Okay. Well, that that it's that'll be hard to follow, but I I think I have something. I would be remiss if we didn't have uh, Corey. Where can the good people follow you on Twitter? All right. I'm gonna give you one, guys. Y'all can find me at Chop Rules with a Z. There, there it is. There it yeah. is. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> we got this all out. Yeah, we're uh, I'm a part of the Commonwealth, and you should just check out every podcast that is a part of the Commonwealth. Um, it's amazing, and again, yeah. talking to you guys today has just been so fun. Uh, the time's it's already I can't believe it's already over. You know what I mean? It's it's been an hour, but it seems like we just got we're just getting started here. But yeah, it's amazing. Well, that, that's it, we like we like to make, keep it nice and tight. That way we can. I mean, like this is I know Corey, you got your regular you're recording tonight. Yeah, you have your yeah. regular show and, and, and Mark, obviously with the Castle Run, like we've, we all have lots of stuff on the go, but this is kind of one of those, this is the little something extra once in, once a month where we get to just get, sit around and discuss. And it's amazing. That's why I say like with the, uh, with the, with the VIPs, they bring one question each and the way we chew it up, it, wow, the hour goes by in a heartbeat. Like, <laughs> yep. Doesn't it? 
Excellent. So lightning fast. So Corey, tumbling saber, check that out. You guys got Sith, Sith disturbers. <laughs> Sorry, my list. <laughs> I, I I have a I have trouble with that a lot sometimes, especially when I'm drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have not been drinking. So uh, that's awesome. And of course, Mark, where can everybody find you on on, on the yeah um, social medias? At Talkstars on Twitter, and uh, everything else I do is at Talkstars.co.uk. But if you would like to join these superb and generous people in the VIP group, head to talkstores.co.uk forward slash support and join the family. Yeah. Yes. And may, hey, maybe come on the round table one day. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's, 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 that's what it's all about. Yeah. To a larger world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. And I, of course, myself, uh, you can find me, Robert M.M. Cast on twitter and i am um, obviously on the round table and i am also with mark on tsw comics and you can find that on talkstarwars.co.uk as well and the talk star wars podcast feed also i do a little thing the um under the dome that's my r2d2 build i'm currently mm-hmm. in the middle of building my own astromech droid and it's kind of, you guys get to follow me along. Now, it's it's not one of those step-by-step things of me, oh my, polishing my dome in my garage for an hour. It's just, <laughs> it's basically just, just the quick, this is what I've done. This is, this is how far I've come. This is how I got here. And you know, it's just basically a walkthrough. There's, it's not a tutorial, nothing, but it's, it's something fun. And I like, it's nice to have that little, just a little video documentary on it, you know. It's if anything, it is cool. It's, it's and it, yeah, it's really awesome. It is cool. Very, very bold and ambitious of you, sir. Yes, it is, and it's 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 something else. I'll get more into that on the, on the YouTube. So, but that's going to end this episode of the roundtable. Again, thank you so much for everybody for listening and to our co-hosts and our guests and the VIPs. And again, another awesome episode. And we'll see you next month. May Later. the force be with you all. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you.